Welcome, everyone, today to Victoria and Friends. Seriously, you have been such a dear friend to me. And I'm so grateful that I can call you my friend. So, Father, I just ask you to help our friends. I'm good. It's so lovely to be with you. (laughs) You don't have the face for radio. You have the face for television. (laughs) Today, I'm talking to a friend of mine. You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria, and congratulations on your new show. Welcome to Victoria and Friends. Victoria's guest today is an Emmy-nominated actress, best known for her role as Monica in Touched by an Angel, Roma Downey. And now, here's Victoria Osteen. I am so excited to talk to my good friend, Roma Downey. How are you, my sweet friend? Victoria, I am so good, and I'm so happy to see you. So many people know you as Monica, the kind-hearted angel and touched by an angel, but I know you as Roma, the (laughs) kind-hearted, light-bringing Roma, and it is so good that you have, you know, just let your light shine in so many avenues. You've got books, you've been producing all kinds of media materials to just bring light to this world, and could you ever imagine? No, well, I, I don't think growing up in, in Ireland the way I did that I could imagine that my life has been so fruitful and so fun. You know, I, I feel I'm a creative person at heart. And over the course of my career, I've managed to, you know, I started off, I thought I was going to be a painter, Victoria. I went to art school and um and then I found the, the this there was something very solitary about being in a studio. And I was always looking out the door, peeping around the door to see what was happening and what was going on. And I, I needed something much more social. And so when I made the transition into acting, I think I really enjoyed the camaraderie and the collaboration and that it took a village to put something together, you know, to make a movie or a TV show or to do a play. And, um, and, you know, and then a little bit later on in my career, I really took the reins of producing. I wanted to have a bit more control. I wanted to own the projects that I was working on. And I've really loved that and seen great success in recent years. And now it's interesting at this time in my life that that desire to have a more solitary experience is sort of returning. It's like a full circle. And out of that has come my writing. And, you know, I've written a a number of books. I've spoken to you about a few of them, Box of Butterflies and Healing Angel were a few of them. And, And now I've turned my attention to writing a book that's inspired by my own life and writing a book for young children, really to speak into the places where little kids get anxious about separation. If it's their first sleepover or their first day at camp or mom's going off to work or, you know, dad and mom are going out even. And, you know, kids get a lot of anxiety around that. And so uh, I chose to write this book that's beautifully illustrated by Holly Hayden. And it's called A Message in the Moon. Mm, And I love that so much because as as children, as adults, we all have seen the moon and we've always thought, you know, is there a man in the moon? What's in that moon? <laughs> you know, that moon is, it changes and it's beautiful, but it's always there. And I love that so much. Tell us yeah. a little bit. And I know all of your messages, especially in your books, have been a part of your life and you've, you've let people into your life and you've told them, 
you know, different things. But will you just kind of share with us today a little bit about what inspired this book when you were a little girl, what your father did and and the things that you went through? Because it's just it's so meaningful. I really did pull from a, a wonderful memory from my own life. As you know, Victoria, my mother sadly died very young. She died when I was just 10 years of age. And so I, you know, in the way that I think when you've experienced that kind of profound loss, particularly at such a young age, uh, my attachment to my dad was especially strong. And, um, and now I'm a teenager and I'm about ready to leave Ireland for a university in England. And I was a bit nervous about leaving my dad. I was nervous for myself and my separation from him. And I was nervous for my dad because he was equally attached to me. And this is, of course, you know, eons before we had cell phones and the ability to communicate with such ease with each other. This is back. Do you remember the payphone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a quarter. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and how complicated that was. And, you know, um, you know, payphones were on the street corners. And so my dad took me outside and he said, look, you don't need to fret because you'll never be far away from me in my heart. But look to the moon, he said. And if ever you're missing me, or you're feeling homesick, or you're feeling lonesome or anxious, look to the moon, he said, because I'm going to leave you a message in the moon. Mm. And at any time, you'll be able to pick that message up. And he said, and if you're missing me, you can leave a message with the moon for me. And so that's what we did. I took such comfort walking home um, in the dark from school. And I'd look up to the night sky and I'd see the moon there and I would pick up my father's messages of love and I would leave the messages for him. And um, and so it became a sort of beautiful way to comfort and to reassure each other. And so I've taken that idea and I've worked it into a simple narrative for little kids, uh, reminding them that if they're missing mom or dad, you know, that they too can leave a message with the moon and that uh, that they know that mom or dad has left them a message with the moon. And it's just a way just to comfort the, the little one before they go to sleep, that they're not alone, to remind them that they're not alone, that they're loved, and that wherever they are in the world, it's the same moon shining down. And, um, and you know, at the end of the book, I just sort of draw the comparison to that, you know, we don't always see the moon. It has different cycles. So uh, we don't always see it. Or if it's a cloudy night, we don't see it. But we know that the moon is always there. And at the end of the book, I draw the conclusion that's a little bit like the love of God, you know, that we don't always see that. Maybe we don't always feel it, but it let it serve as a little reminder that God is always there loving us and that the, the love light of all those messages that have gone up there that the moonlight becomes a love light and it shines back down in us. And that love light is a little bit like a hug from heaven. Mm. And so I've tried to incorporate that into the book too, because I know, I mean, when my children were growing up, um, nighttime prayers were always part of our routine. And I thought it might be nice to include a little prayer at the end of the book. So that if you're reading the story to your child or to your grandchildren, 
that um, that it would end with this little prayer. And it just says, Dear God, thank you for creating the moon as a reminder of your love and the love of those we cherish here on earth. Each time the moonlight reaches me, God, it's just like a hug from heaven. Help me never forget that even though I can't see love, I can feel it and carry it with me in my heart. Amen. Aww, and so beautiful. I thought that would be just like a comforting way for your your little ones or your little grandchildren to go to sleep. And so, you know, it's been so nice, Victoria. When I wrote Box of Butterflies, my first book, I was really inspired by my mother, by the loss of my mother, really, and how the butterfly and the significance of the butterfly would show up at times when I really needed it. Mm. And I felt it was a reminder of my mother's spirit and of Holy Spirit just sort of guiding me throughout my life. And so when I was working with Holly Hatem, the lovely uh, illustrator on this book, we were trying to, you know, we were brainstorming about ways to, how do we communicate through visual art the um the 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 love light you know the messages of love and so of course it was an easy reach for me to say well could we introduce the butterfly into the illustration so if i'm leaving a message with love that we see these little butterflies going up to the moon and if you're leaving a message back we see these little butterflies wow. so it's just a simple way to communicate to the children that you know that there's a that there's something going on there that there's love around and so you know it was a way for me to honor my mom and of course since my father was the origin of this idea to honor my father and you know I I miss them every day but I'm confident that I will see them again one day and you know when my father passed I was a bit nervous about seeing the moon. You know, I was upset, of course, that he had died. And, um, and when I saw the first moon cycle after his passing, my heart almost burst with joy because I'm still picking up my father's messages at the moon. I'm certain he's somewhere leaving them on the other side of the moon. And so there's not a, a moon that rises that I don't feel my father's love for me. And, you know, I have had to travel a little bit on my career for work. As you know, we got to spend a little bit of time together, you with Joel and your family in Morocco when we were shooting the Bible series. And I would constantly text uh, my kids and my daughter, Riley, and I'd say, I've left you a message at the moon. And she would text back that she got it and that she had left me one. So it's a kind of a legacy of love that we have continued in our family and that we hope now with, with this book, A Message in the Moon, that families will be able to continue. Because I think once you hear the story, mm -hmm. you'll see the moon differently. Absolutely. And you'll think of the moonlight as a hug from heaven as a hug from your loved one. And, um, and you know, that's very comforting. I think in this day and age, anything that brings light, that reminds us of love, that reminds us of, you know, that we're not alone in this sometimes dark world, you know, it's just a way to, to you know, to, a little book of comfort. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it's so important to have books like this because I believe that when we read to our children, 
you know, it opens so many lines of communication. It does bring communication like it did with you and your father about the moon. It gives us new ideas, how to express our love to our children. And uh, it's so important because I know your daughter, you were so close to your daughter. And then you have two sons that with yeah, Mark, step, stepsons. stepsons with Mark. I and know they so, were my unexpected blessing in my life. I, I got them at five and 10, I think they were. And now they're 26 and 30. You know, it's like we've raised, we've raised our three children and we're so proud of them. And, and they're, you know, they're good people. And, and um, you know, but you're right. I think when we can spark the imagination of our children and our little ones and to consider the, you know, the tools that are available, you know, and it's like, I think that to, to see the moon, to know that wherever you are in the world, you know, you could be traveling, um, you could, or your mom could be traveling or dad is off at work. Um, and the moon just shining, you go, I, you know, I just feel, I feel that you feel it in your deep heart's core. And, um, and Holly in these illustrations, she's really, you know, we, we didn't want it to be a black sky. She's moved into like purples and blues and, and the, the moon, her, her drawings of the moon shine golden and bright and, and the, the moonlight touches, you know, the characters in the book and, and, you know, I decided to write this to show illustrations of different ways that kids may feel this um, separation anxiety. So it's almost like written with vignettes. You know, there's one, a mom's going to the hospital to bring home a new baby. Um, another one, grandmother is moving across the country. Uh, is one with a young man and his, his uh, older brothers joined the army and going off on military service. So just using some different examples, um, uh, you know, that that for the readers out there, they might see something that's familiar to their own stories, you know, or parents going off to work, mm-hmm. you know, you know what that's like. And I know what that's like. It can be hard on everybody. Right. But, I love um, those visuals, you know, the different visual visuals yeah. are so great. One thing that it reminds me of, and I still cherish to this day, Roma, is when we were in Morocco yes. together, our families, and it was my birthday. Yes. And you and Mark took a time out of your busy schedule to throw me a birthday dinner. And you went to one of the local artisans and got a beautiful box. And as we sat around the table in the middle of the dinner, you pulled out this box. And so this is an old Irish tradition. And here we go again. It's a visual And it's very much related to the visual in this book. You know, we can have these visuals that are so powerful and can stay with us for so long. And you had, and I remember we all the visual was that we would open the box and that we would speak words of love and encouragement into the box for you, so that later when you took the box home and if you were having maybe not a great day, you could open that box and just have a reminder of how deeply loved and appreciated you are by your family and by your friends. So mm-hmm. you put the I words do, in know. the box. And do you know, to put this day, I box. have this box in my office um, and it still represents a beautiful visual of what you all did for me that night and those beautiful words to, to comfort my heart and to just give me encouragement. So I think these whole, this whole idea of this visual, you yes. know, expression of love is so important in our family's life and 
especially when we can share it with our children. You know, just so. like your butterflies. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. And as I say, you know, with my kids, we still, you know, and now they're young adults. And, uh, you know, I, I get they send me pictures of the moon when they're somewhere and they'll just say left you a message. And, you know, and it's just so touching. And so, you know, that would be my hope for this um, for this sweet book, that families would be able to read it together, that it would be a comfort to the little ones and that it would start, a, you know, a little legacy of loving in their family, connecting to the moon and, um, you know, just to offer a little bit of comfort and reassurance. Yes. So let's get on a little more personal note, because I know you are a dog lover. You are a dog lover, and I love that about you. And just knowing you, and, and you know, knowing your life and following you, you had these this one type of dog, and yes. you love that. What is it? The Eng- the uh, Irish Hound, the Irish Wolfhound, yes. Irish Wolfhound, Wolfhound, and they are the biggest dogs in the world. They're, ho- they're little horses. They are. They're bigger <laughs> than the Great Dane. So you have to imagine a visual of that. They're bigger than the Great Dane. And look, I'm, I'm I'm picking this up just because it happens to be lying on my floor. <laughs> uh, a toy. There's somewhere. There's dogs somewhere around But now here. you've transitioned. Now, is this not right? Because we have so yeah, many dog lovers one, out there. I have there. one wolfhound left and I have two little Labradors. Okay. And they are the cutest little boys. They're like, they're almost like synchronized swimmers. When they wag their tails, they whole bodies wag and they wag uh, at the same time. And the, the, the visual from the back, if anybody remembers that lovely um, animated movie, The Aristocats, and there were a couple of ducks that waddled down the road, my little labs are like little waddlers, and they're so cute. And listen, anybody that has never had a dog, you've missed out on so much because, you know, you come back. I go out in the morning and go to the gym. When I come back from the gym, my dogs are just, they, you know, they're just so filled with joy to see me. And, uh, and it's just, you know, it, it's really good for your heart and soul to have a dog. I think, you know, you, you'll never be lonely with a dog. The dogs are always, doesn't matter how late you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're just, you know, so grateful. I knew you'd come back. They say, I knew you'd be here. Yeah, um, that'll have to be your next book. You'll have the little book with the little waggly tails because. Yes, I will. I will. Well, actually, I'm hoping my next movie will be a movie about a dog, Victoria. I'm, I've am i got a rom- romantic comedy that I want to produce and it's about a couple and they break up and they share custody of their dog. Okay. And so, uh, I the, know the, someone in real life that does that. Does it, does it work for them? Is it, so I, this, in this scenario. I haven't really asked, but yes, I, I, I think yes. it's such a real life visual that that yes. really can well, happen. You know, it's, and it's a real thing for people, you know, people go that they, you're invested in your dog and you love your dog. And, you know, so, so a lot of people are doing this and, and we're going to, it's going to be a device, hopefully for our couple to get back together again. Oh, the dog will be like a little matchmaker again. I love the way that, you know, you can take concepts and really turn them into beautiful visuals of love or light. You have your company, Lightworkers, and you've done so many beautiful projects out of that. In fact, um, we've shown some at the church your films yes. and it's, it's been, yeah, and really then we, we, we most recently was on a wing and a prayer, mm-hmm. the movie I produced with Dennis Quaid, which did very well on Amazon prime. And, uh, but you know, I really feel committed 
Victoria, to to finding uh, you know the light and the darkness. There's a lovely uh, quote by um, a singer I used to listen to when I was in college called Leonard Cohen, and it goes something like this. He says, "Ring out the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything." And that's how the light gets in. Mm. And I often think of that, you know, in my in my own heart, you know, in the places where my heart was broken, you know, with the loss of my mom and my dad, that created like some cracks in my heart. But you know, the you know, the the love of God, you know, just finds those cracks and shines into you and helps you heal. And I think where you heal, you become stronger and you know you I, I I often think of the the qualities when I first read the description required to play the angel Monica on Touched by an Angel, and the description was you know she has to be she has to have empathy she has to have compassion she has to have gentleness she has to be kind she has to be loving and on and on, and I often think that my ability to feel compassion or empathy was created by my heartbreak. Because I have an understanding, because of the experiences in my own life, of what it is to suffer. And I have real uh, love and empathy for someone who's going through something. But I have also the, the wisdom to know that this will too will pass, that healing will come. And that when you trust God and trust the Lord, you know, that things do get better. And so these were the very qualities that I needed. And so, you know, you think God never, you know, there was never a hurt that God didn't use for the better of somebody else. So I was, I felt that even then I was being prepared for that role. And, um, and as you know, you know, we had almost 10 years on that show and my wonderful friendship with the amazing Della Reese, yes. Um, who, you know, I loved like a mother. She was like a mother to me. Isn't it interesting uh, how God always shows up he sent yeah. you Della Reese. Yes, he did. He sent me Della Reese, but what we didn't know was he sent Della Reese me. Mm-hmm. Because when Della and I were working together, her only daughter died. Now, my mm-hmm. mother had died. I'm a girl who was looking for a mother my whole life after my mom died. But Della's only daughter died, and she took me in her arms not long after, and she said, you know, baby, God is amazing. Because I always knew that he brought you into my life because you needed a mama. She said, I just didn't realize that he brought you into my life because I was going to need a baby girl. Mm. She said, will you be my daughter? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, then I am your mama. Oh, She was my mama up until, you know, she passed and beyond. So she, I, I um, miss her dearly. You know, I miss her humor. And her wisdom and her feistiness, you know, she was, uh, uh, had great, great words of wisdom that she breathed, not just into my life, but into my marriage and into the lives of my children. She, James has now made a career in music and Della many years ago uh, provided James with his very first guitar lessons. Wow. It got him on the road to a musical career. And of course she was Riley's godmother and grandmother and um you know so yeah God is so good look you know 
the things are taken from you, but he brings them back in ways that we don't even expect or can't see. He's always surprising us. Mm, he sure so is. And did. I love the fact that you've always stayed so close to God and yeah. that you know where your help comes from. And you... Yeah, I really do. It's like, you know, it's trying to stay humble, trying to keep a servant's heart. You know, I loved playing the angel. I really did. I love being part of the the message. Obviously, it's a group effort. Many, many people had to be excellent at what they did for that show to be a success. But at its height, over 25 million people tuned in on Sunday evenings. And they tuned in for that message from the Lord. And, you know, we were just the catalyst. But you know, I, I showed up in many different disguises, pretending I was a nurse or a teacher or or a policewoman or all the different angel undercover moments I had. But the message was always the same. Mm. And that was that there is a God. He loves you and he wants to be part of your life. And I believe that that was what people were ser- searching for. You know, they, they and so we reached a lot of unchurched people, too, mm. because it had, you know, it was like there was no judgments. Everyone was welcome. And um, and it was just such a lovely role to play. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've worked as an actor since. As you know, I played Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the Bible series and the movie Son of God. But I've been, you know, writing more and producing more and, and not acting as much. But I loved, you know, if I was ever going to play iconic roles to play an angel and the mother of Jesus. You know, I could I could die happy right there, you know. It's interesting because you were you know, that was how many years ago did you say? It was a long time ago. Yeah, ninety four touched by an angel began. Ninety four and it was ten years. And yeah. do you think of the indelible impression that whole thing made on you yourself, yeah. not only right. what you were able to do, That's but right now the gift the gift was, I, you know, I it it was feeding me, and and as a crew, you know, and as D- Del and I with our crew, and I, you know, I've never really experienced this since. Was that we would hold hands before those scenes, and we would pray, mm. you know, we would pray, and we would just, you know, my prayer was always less of me, God, more of you, less of me, more of you, mm. to just try to get out of the way so that the Holy Spirit could just come through me, come through those words go out through me into the camera and then go out through your TV screen and into your heart. You know, because I always think when the heart is moved, then the Holy Spirit does the rest. You know, it's like the heart opens, the Holy Spirit moves in. And I still meet people who said they curled up on the couch with their moms and with their grandmas and they watched that show and that there was always a little healing in it. Yeah, You know, that there was always a moment that made them cry. And in that moment of, of the crying, your heart opens. And then, you know, and then I just believe that's when the Holy Spirit just moves in and heals, heals mm-hmm. those broken places. That's the, back to that Leonard Cohen quote. It's like, you know, that's how we're, we're cracked and that's how the light gets in. So, you know, there's a, a full circle and the, and, you know, and the circles just keep going round and round, you know, but I am committed to being a light worker. God is the light. We are the workers, you know, and just trying to find different ways to remind people that they are unique, that they are loved by our loving Lord. And, um, you know, because I think one of the 
the things that has struck our country, particularly we became clear of it around the COVID period when people were so isolated, is that loneliness is a is a huge problem for people, you know? And families in America in particular, because our country is so big, that sometimes when a person gets a job and they have to move, you know, people are living so par- far mm-hmm. apart from each other that it creates loneliness for a lot of people. So, you know, that's why I always say, it's like, make sure you could check in with your community. You know, this is, you know, one of the reasons I love church so much is just, you know, no, no person's left behind. You know, we're always on the lookout who needs something. Yeah. And we take care of each other. You know, we, do we, and that's what we have to do. But, um, and then there's the moon to remind us that we're all connected. I think your prayer, less of me and more of you, God, is still shining through your life so prevalently and so beautifully. And in this book, A Message in the Moon is, is just a beautiful, a circle moment in your life that you can share what God's done in you and through you. And yes. so I love that. So I hope people will pick this up. I mean, it's such a great thing to to have yeah, books sweet, to read to your children. And it's like, you know, I just encourage, you know, it's a it's a it's a lovely legacy to begin with your family, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your nieces, for your nephews. And it's beautifully illustrated and it's a nice size. I know that your listeners can't see. I'm holding the book up so you can see it, Victoria. Your listeners can't see it, but it's it's lovely. And the moon on the cover is kind of shiny. And, um, you know, get in the habit of reading with your kids or your grandkids. There's nothing nicer to snuggle up in bed with your little ones and 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 have a habit of a nighttime book. And I hope that a message in the moon becomes a favorite in your family. Yes. You know, it's funny. My son, Jonathan, got married. So I told my kids, now Alexandra's not married, but I told my kids, I was like, you know, when I do have grandkids, I need a name. So I want you guys to really be thinking about a name. Of course, my son's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So my little daughter-in-law came to me like the other day and she goes, I've got a name for you. And she told it to me and I was like, I love it. Now, they're not uh, planning on having kids anytime soon. Yeah, but, but at anyway, least you have a name. But, they're like, just give her a name. Maybe she'll give, you know, she'll She'll stop. She'll stop. We'll give her a name. So I got that that box checked off. Now I need to get this book to start my library. Oh, so, yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that's I'm, right. I'm well on my way. But Roma, it's always a delight to talk to you. I love you so much. I and, love you too, Victoria. Uh, a, big, a big hug to you, darling. And Please give my best to Joel. I will. And you do the same for Mark. We love him so much. He's he's an amazing man. Y'all make an incredible team. So we'll talk soon. God bless you. God bless you too, Victoria. Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends, produced in partnership with SiriusXM. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and let us know what you think. And if you've not done so already, subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. Thanks for listening to Victoria and Friends.